Gordon's in the all. Yeah, listeners, let us know. Call in uh, 1-800-WEED-AND-WHISKEY. <laughs> And let us know, is it Gorton's in the yellow and Vandekamp in the blue? Or... Vandekamp is yellow, background, blueprint. Right. I think. Wait, yellow, like main box or bag is yellow? Yeah. And then... Blueprint. That's the one I have. And you know what I gotta say? I could be wrong. You know what I have to say is that... Uh, you know what the beauty of getting older and trying new and increasingly delicious foodstuffs is? Is that things like fish sticks increasingly become like the movie The Saint, where they're only good in memory. <laughs> like, the movie The Saint happened at like a perfect time for me when I was like impressionable and young and right. full of hope. <laughs> you know, I hadn't even been shit on too hard by high school yet. The you know what Saint, I mean? Man, that's... Yeah, with Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue. And a Saab C70, I want to say. Like, that was the the thing they drove that was badass. Those were the days. Right, exactly. Like, God, you didn't even have to try. You know? Uh, but I made the mistake of watching that movie a couple years ago. Yeah. Maybe three, two, three years ago. Uh-huh. Thinking to myself, oh, I loved that movie when I was younger. I'm sure it will be very good now. <laughs> what year was it made? 1992? Perfect. It was the golden age. The golden <laughs> age of cinema when I was nine. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, you know, like I didn't notice how rose tinted the glasses were, dude. <laughs> and it was just fucking terrible. Yeah. No, this had to be longer ago. Because I remember that this was my first experience with that happening. Oh, yeah? What was... I had one of those recently. Where it was almost like... I was watching a movie and it was like, this is like a bad TV show. Yeah, it's like... All those shitty action flicks I watch with my dad on TBS. Right. You know what I mean? Like, those were all bad then. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to shit on the Rambo movies, like, for being bad movies in terms of story. Right. But it's like, dude, they didn't hold up. Like, the visuals. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. And he has that bow and arrow with the explosive arrowhead on it. Okay, that's like the one thing. And then he takes on that giant Russian helicopter. You're like, yep, that's just how a, that would go. With just a knife. <laughs> just throws it. Gets caught somewhere. No, I'll agree that Rambo 3 was the worst. Okay, that's the one that was on TBS the that's most. The Afghanistan, they're in Afghanistan, and he's, uh, he's Wait, rescuing what? his ex, his former... Uh, oh, yeah, and he's running around the weird little river and shit. Is that that's the one with the explosive arrows? No. That's Rambo 2? Two? 2 has the explosive arrows. Right. Where he, Rambo 2 is when he goes to Vietnam okay. and rescues the POWs. In the first Rambo, he's just in Oregon. Yeah. Right which, outside of Portland. <laughs> which I don't think I had ever and seen that. he's dressed that. like a hipster. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Like, I don't think they played that it's one. It's actually really good. I No, I've heard you say that a number of times. Yeah. And I don't have any frame of reference to evaluate that statement. Much in the same way the first Rocky is really good compared... Well, the first Rocky won a goddamn Oscar for best screenplay. Yeah. Okay. 
fair. Which you also can't pick up when they play Rocky on when they used to play Rocky on TBS. No, yeah, the Rocky put, one. There's like little nuggets in the in the screenplay that are like actually good. Super, yeah, yeah, like really cool. The whole build up before before he even starts fighting again, we're just walking around the neighborhood. They have all these little like foreshadowing nuggets and things about like even in the next movie they hit it. Would you have chicken nuggets? I had fish sticks. You had chicken nuggets. Yeah, I, I had a French dip. Oh, a French dip, yeah. eh? Patty, uh, Patty sauce. Patty made me a French dip. Like, Fucking Tim, hey. Tim made me a French dip. But I gotta go over to Tim and Patty's house and mm-hmm. have a French dip. Yeah. I, uh... You know, I'm learning the limit of gorilla cooking right now. <laughs> you know, like, when you look, work in a kitchen or a restaurant, mm-hmm. <coughs> and you're like, Alright, well, we gotta cook this. And it, ideally, you would use this for it. Like, you gotta roast a pork shoulder, right? Right. And so you're like, well, ideally, we'd use this pan, but we don't have one of those pans, so we're gonna use this slightly too small pan. Right. And we're just gonna really foil the shit out of it. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <clears throat> you just make it work. Right. Right? Like... So, I don't have really, like, anything in my kitchen. Like, I have a sheet pan, mm-hmm. and a crock pot, and a frying pan, and uh, a small Dutch oven that I ruined by <laughs> boiling water for three hours straight in. <laughs> uh, it was a finished Dutch oven. Oh. You know, with, like, the protective coating. Not, right. like, a, just a metal one. Right. So... But that's like all the implements I have, right? And the other day I wanted to roast a pork shoulder. And I was like, how do I do this? Do I just put it? So I just put it on the sheet pan. But then I was like, oh yeah, I don't have foil or saran wrap or any of that. So I had to like, I asked Brandy to bring me some foil. And... She was coming from a home, but somehow she brought me those, like, restaurant-style sheets that are already folded in half. Like, they're pre-cut and folded. Right. Which was cool, but it's like, that's much more difficult to then, like, somehow cover up. You had to make a patchwork quilt. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, put... Wow, dude, it was just, like... It worked. I mean, you can't... You cook it low and slow... And you eventually just wrap it up in the foil completely, and you're yeah. going to do fine with a pork shoulder. Right. But I was like, just like, this is, this, this is too far. But just wait, you'll get used to cooking like that? God, I hope I not. <laughs> I I got, hope not. I got there where I would try to do stuff, and I did not have the right tools for it. Right, then, but not only do I not have the right stuff, I, I just didn't have anything. <laughs> But then, when you have everything you need, you won't know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I could see that. You're I could like, see oh, being spoiled for choice, dude. Like, <laughs> wait a sec. No, I'm not gonna cook it on a it's rack. Just a, little, a roasting rack? No, that's not a thing. <laughs> what are you fucking using a roasting rack for? <laughs> How fancy are you? You can't put a couple goddamn carrots and a half onion on the bottom of a pan. <laughs> Or some pearl onions, you heathen. Yeah, that's right. Pearl onions. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for them. 
I don't, make I don't, a necklace. I don't. Yeah. Garland, yeah. There you go. Make garland out of it. Make a garland. One pearl onion, one cranberry, and one. Uh, I was gonna say clove of garlic. <laughs> Though that's to keep vampires away. Right. It's yeah. festive. It keeps the vampires mm-hmm. away. It has a nice aroma. Yeah. Uh, do you ever make popcorn necklaces? Um. Cause like. I'm so glad that I never had to do that. Uh, we didn't... That sounds terrible. We didn't do the popcorn garland or the necklaces. Listeners, call on in 1-800-WEED-AND-WHISKEY. <laughs> if you had to make popcorn necklaces when you were a little kid, uh, if you don't get through... The phone lines are just jammed right yeah. now, so if you don't Boy. get through, just keep calling they're, back. They're, they're lighting up. We might not even be able to get everybody tonight. Brian, what's that? No, yeah, he says we're already done up, so guys, just keep calling ahead for next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one, what's that one going to be about? Oh, uh, we're going to do um, Hanukkah. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well, I don't Candelabras know anything about Hanukkah. Or, uh, what are Candelabras. Menorahs. Oh. Yeah. Good. It's menorah week next week. Okay. <laughs> one menorah per week. <laughs> I saw, um, speaking of holiday stuff, I saw a fun thing that was an Irish advent calendar. Oh. Where you just take a bottle of whiskey and you mark a little mark for each day. That's fun. Yeah. I was like, why just the Irish? Why don't I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have, I'm not Irish, but I could do that. That sounds great. Are some days marked with, like, bigger spaces than others? You know, it didn't look perfectly uniform. <laughs> But you'd, you'd think some of them would it's have to. It's at an angle, and you're like, how do I get it to stay at an angle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I think it'd be one of those things where uh, you're going for where it sits once you're done pouring. But that's so hard to judge. Yeah, there's a meniscus. Right. You're probably going to, you know, <laughs> you're probably going to do a couple days at a time. I think the way I would do it is... Uh, Just wait until... Put the bottle on its side, and then the first day would just be wherever the like you can lay it on its side, and it doesn't spill. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the days are just a little bit randomly throughout there. That's not very much for the rest of the week <laughs> or a month. Fuck the whole month. That's a whole month. God, you've really shit the bed on your budget. I'm gonna need a barrel. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need it. Well, either way, you. What you really need is uh. Some kind of, like, uh, the bottle that has, like, like a neck in a weird kind of position. <laughs> so you can you can just lay it over on its side. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, that's fine. Or, work. or just, you know, to heck with it. If you buy, like, a, if you buy, like, a half gallon of, of, uh, I was going to say tequila. This is separate. This is a whole other thing we're doing. Totally different. One. This is a whole other thing we're doing over here. I, you know, speaking of tequila and the holiday season and those implications, I bet that the people that were my teachers or leaders in youth group mm-hmm. wish that I was one quarter as excited about Jesus. As I am about drinking tequila with orange and cinnamon. <laughs> it would have been like, you got this kid. We fucking have him. <laughs> we have him to the point where he will bring it up 
Yeah. To strangers. <laughs> Without them asking. No. God no. forbid they would ask. <laughs> Man. Just, uh... There's one thing in the world I like. It's knowing something somebody else doesn't. <laughs> that is a good... Because yeah. if you saw someone taking it with orange and cinnamon, you would be like... Well, he already knows he doesn't. Right, you know, but the thing about it is, it's still so rare that if you see someone doing it with orange and cinnamon, you're like immediately you can be buddies. You can be like, oh, that guy fucking gets it. It's like if I ever need a guy to take a shot. Right, hey, and then a lot of times because people are drinking tequila already at that point, they're like, you get it? Let's get this guy a shot. And you're like, yes, that was the point of me noticing. That is why I notice things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could give, like, a whole master class on how to, like, get free drinks out of people by just, like, being sociable. Right. You know what I mean? Because you can tell the kind of people that are going to the bar because that's what they do. Yeah, the bar fly. Right, you can right. see them. You are one of them, too. <laughs> so don't go to your people and be like, hey, man. Well, I don't get paid until the 20th. Uh, can you give me a beer? Unless unless you have a long-standing thing with that person. You know, like, whatever yeah. then. But, like, you know barflies that you aren't friends with. Yeah. You know what I mean? At your bar. <laughs> not like they're bad people. Either. They're just not your particular right. crew of people. So you're not going to go up to them and be like, Hey, I see you a couple times a week. We say hello. We don't really talk. I don't know shit about you. You don't know shit about yeah. me. But here's the thing. I'm broke for another five days. Do you think you got a couple beers in you, man? <laughs> I'll get you right back, I promise. <laughs> you know where to find me. Right. Not even to say it wouldn't work, it's just kind of awkward. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like... It's dude, like I would avoid sitting next to you for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I would just do that in general. Right. <laughs> just not do it. Just don't do it. But like, man, like especially at the baby bar, when I hear the word Bud Light, as soon as I hear the like Bud Light, I'm like, oh, this is a free drink. All I gotta do is play my cards right. Uh, you gotta just be like, hey man, I like Bud Light too. But. But I drink PBR when I'm here. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or, or <laughs> if I hear Jack and Coke, I'm like, oh, yes. Perfect. <clears throat> yeah. If you can get them, those people to talk to you. Oh, touche. And if you want to deal with it. Right. Which, yeah. the older I get, the less I do <laughs> want to deal with it. That is, it, it's just not, you know? Oh, I and, know. And the, more, and the more I do deal with it, the more I begin to see my father in myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm that guy that doesn't know anyone here, but is yet having a half an hour conversation with a stranger. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. not doing anything that is by in of, that is in of itself offensive or annoying, but like everyone else is just trying to have their regular day right. without this person there and their special brand of joy. Right. Like, there's a reason we've come to sulk in the bar at 5.30 on a Wednesday in the summer. And it's right. not to talk to strangers. <laughs> it's, not, it's not to listen to how great your day's going. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
when there's sun out, but I choose to be in a place with no windows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I not, get it. It's not exactly the most celebratory. Right. I've, I'm just saying I've heard of more so. <laughs> celebratory. Yeah. Oh, man. So. It's a big I, week. It was a big week. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff happened. Uh, a couple of snowfalls. Yeah, dude. Couple of windfalls. Couple of windfalls. <laughs> hey, Lamau. Couple of skyfall. No. no, I like it. I don't understand how it fits into the scenario, but I love it. It was, you know. I don't know what a skyfall is. It was not the best of the Bond movies. That's the whole point. No, it sure wasn't. <laughs> it. I. Oh, good God. That was the most recent one, right? No. Okay, never mind. That was the one that was terrible. Wait, was no, yeah, Skyfall was. Yeah, I'll give it Skyfall that. It was not the worst. Right, that most recent one, the what most the, most, recent the most recent one. Recent one called. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Oh yeah. Do you went with me? Didn't you? No. No, probably not. Okay, so I went to brunch <laughs> with Case and Maddie Kay before she moved away, and a bunch of people, and everyone was like. <clears throat> going on and on and on about Bond movies and we all wanted to go see the new Bond movie because the last couple Daniel Craig ones had been alright you know yes yeah. Skyfall was a little slower toward you know blah, right. but it was at least compelling right still had a really good villain right um so we're like alright well let's go see this newest Daniel Craig Bond film and Maddie's never seen a Bond film before at all <laughs> so she doesn't know about the intros Right. right, and we're trying to tell her about him and all this, and we're like, well, you're just going to have to see it, right? <laughs> and and I thought they would go at least in the same vein of classy, you know what I mean, and a little right. reserved. But instead it was like, it was like third Pierce Brosnan style, no one gives a shit anymore. <laughs> like, the director isn't even in the room when it's being filmed. Right. Just the director of photography being like, like... He's like, look, we've made 30 of these. Just make it similar. Right. I'll be there on Thursday. Okay, fine. And it's just like... And I get it. It's my, he, it's, it's James Bond. He's macho. He's mad. But it's just like five minutes of like the most patriarchal macho horseshit <laughs> in, a, in an atmosphere of popular culture where like people are just like... And on top of that, on top of that, they have that fucking asshole British kid sing the theme song that should have been sang by a fucking woman. That was the... Okay, and that's no slam on him or his ability. I honestly think he's a good singer, but fuck him for stealing Tom Petty's song. (laughs) But that song... Sam Smith? Yep. That song was too high even for him. (laughs) It, it needed a clearly female vocal range or uh, a castrato. What, what were the, the castrated little boys that would sing in boys' choirs? They used to castrate certain ones so their voices never Ooh, got know. low. Okay. You know, that's a thing, though. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm talking what about. Is, I don't know the name. But you know that's a thing. Right. Okay, yeah. It was like that's what they were going for. And he was like, dude, I, they came in. I don't know what to say, guys. You know, yeah. they're they're already here. Right. I'm singing songs about girls. 
And they're like, well, here's the thing. We really got to get it up there. A couple extra notes. You say you can only go to a C sharp, but what if we fucking fill the room up with a little helium? You know, could you do... Could you get there? Could you get an E flat? Ah. Yeah. Sorry, that was a burp. Um, fish sticks, man. Fish sticks. <laughs> uh... So yeah, dude. That uh, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah, but yeah, we digress. The week was we so blew up bad. some comedy groups. <laughs> um, it was well, and you shit, know what? Good. Comedy should have happened a while ago. And, and that's, uh, I I I don't feel bad about none of it. You know what I mean? Because it just is what it is, man. I'm happy to be gone. In 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 all 100% honesty and truthfulness, uh, I should have just left and not removed Nick as the admin as well. That was childish and and uh, yeah. petty of me. Yeah. And that's fine. I'll admit that. I didn't know you did it. Did that until you told me. Oh yeah. <laughs> just before we started. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, but, just left you know, it where it was. In bro. all fairness, in all fairness, you know, like talk shit, shit's gonna happen. You know what I mean? But that brings up a point that I want to raise uh, about that whole thing and about like the show format and and all that. And that is like, which is like, look, here's the thing, man. Oh, that didn't work. Uh, that's Nick's show. He yeah. runs it. And if you don't like the way he runs it, you don't have to participate in it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, should there maybe be clearly written, clearly explained rules? Yes, perhaps. And in an ideal world, right. there would be. You know what I mean? But the simple reality of it is, is that's his show. To yeah. run as he sees fit and to make decisions about which he sees, like however he sees. Right. And and that's a bummer if it doesn't go your way or if you don't think it's being done to the best that it can be done. But, you know, you have a couple recourses. Yeah. The other part of that oh, please. thing is that you... If you're on the show... If you're on the show and you're not organizing it, you don't know right. what's constraining the organizers as far as, like, working with the venue... Because the there are like oh sure I mean do you want to see like new things happening and not the same like right that rotation of the teams totally right. makes sense yeah and it had been talked about before but like without we probably shouldn't try to get into specific no, parts no. of it but no. but that's what I'm trying to say is you don't know what the other what the organizers having to work with on the like right dealing and, with the venue and the other people that are helping organize it right like, and on top of that even yeah. if it is something that is petty or childish and against you like you know the way to then get back involved isn't to you know blow things up yeah. and create a scene like was done and I was a part of doing <laughs> you know what I mean like that's just not the productive method for or step yeah. forward yeah. um that all having been said, uh, I don't regret anything that happened. 
I don't regret it. I just think, like, it was inevitable. That fucking group existed as a place for people to go to convene so Don Parkins could not see what was going on. That is the whole reason that group existed. And as soon as it became a place where booking people from other cities were going to be involved in it, you know, it should have, something should have happened differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just my opinion. And it and it basically has been since after I saw what was go that people would not be responsible. Like I was all for putting Adam Norwest in because I thought that would people would go oh shit. Yeah. Now there's a guy in the group who has some impact right. in a larger sense. Yeah. On my possible comedy outlook, you know, like not like um. Oh, I'll never get to work here or there. Yeah, you might not, but like, it could just be someone he knows that knows you and is asking, like, "Hey, I wanted to put this person on a show. Yeah, what do you have any input? Do you do you know them? Blah 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 blah. Right? I thought that would have an effect <coughs> on the group where people would be like, "Oh, fuck. Yeah, we should be able to sit." And it went. It did. It had the opposite effect, almost, where everyone was like, "Who the fuck cares, bro? Let him." And that dude. And as soon as that happened, you know, that should have been the immediate sign. Like, all right, we something needs to happen. Right. But instead, it became the same way where it was like, "Well, just let the new people hang themselves with their own rope. If they don't know better than to be professional in a group full, you know, semi and un like professional and unprofessional people, then." Too bad for them, I guess. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But it's like, uh, you know, if you look at... <clears throat> then, then okay, fair. Then the people getting added to the group, there should have been some kind of fucking two-year chip minimum kind of a thing. It, you know, yeah, like in, it, hindsight, in hindsight, it should have been a... Uh should have been expressed that it's not that like it was obviously made as like a place where people could talk shit to each other right but in a like more cordial way instead <coughs> it became a place to like try to squash beef right <laughs> that shit should be done privately no matter what it is mm-hmm. at least to me i don't know why anyone would want that shit yeah like if you in have any an issue, kind of public realm yeah if you have an oh. issue oh, it's yeah. not public casey it's secret <laughs> or private sorry 50 people is not secret Right, and that's my other case. My other point is like, okay, so even if you want to keep that as a thing like it was, we still then need a public face. Yeah. Like, and I get that Nick runs Spo Comedy, but you know, like, uh, it's not like a face. It's a Facebook page where people can go and see it, but it's not like a forum. It's not where interaction happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a pro- it's a promotion and production vehicle, and that's awesome. You know, more power. But it's not a place where, like, if you're... I see out-of-town comics when I was in Advent, I would see them contact Spell Comedy and ask about stuff. Right. But, you know, it's not the most... Uh, it's not the most, like... It doesn't get your message out to the widest net of people... If it just goes to the admins of Spokomedy. Those are right. definitely valuable people yeah. to see it. 
But, you know, a wider net could be cast. Sure. Is all I'm saying. Uh, What? What do you got, Casey? I just... I understand that you want to make it... Make a... Like a forum where comics are talking to people who are regular audience members or people who are interested in coming to see comedy shows. That's not what I'm talking about. That's what it sounds like we talked about. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about why... Like, so, Seattle has a page, like, the local comedians page over there, mm-hmm. where the Seattle people go on Facebook and book shows locally and talk about local stuff, but there's an overarching rule structure about what the content and tenor of posts can be. Right. And it's public. You know, any comic of any uh, time investment in the scene can go there. And participate in it. I see. You know what I mean? People who aren't from Seattle can easily find it. You know what I mean? That's also true of the Northwest Comedians booking page. Yeah. And also on that page, there are very distinct rules about conduct and what uh, what posts will fly. Right. You know what I mean? And those are a lot more strict. Like, only comedy booking or, like, whatever related posts count there. And that's not what I don't think... I don't think that was ever what anyone wanted in our group. Right. But, you know, if, if you got a place where it's just all dick jokes, then can we have a place where when we're like, say, we're, say like a guy like Phil, right? Yeah. Okay, he's down in Las Vegas doing a comedy competition, and he meets some cool motherfuckers who want to come to Spokane. You know what I mean? Sure, they're going to get his contact info, but like he could then give them like the reference, like, hey, you guys should check out this and share with your, you know, like... Yeah. But it can't be Spokane Comics or whatever it was because we've never met those dudes and they don't work here at all. Right. And frankly, who even knows what the criterion are <laughs> for anything? Yeah. So it's, you know, just like I don't... We have a number of public ones. I totally get that. If we could get the people that run those together in a room, it wouldn't be hard. I mean, there's only like a couple of those. They're only like the same three people. Right. All we'd have to do is shut down one or make one private or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and boom, bam, we're back in business all over again. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just probably categorically unfunny <laughs> to the listener. Yeah. And I apologize for that. But, you know, frankly, once I learned how sausage was made, I became fascinated. <laughs> I was like, why wouldn't you want to know? Yeah. yeah. Why would you not want to know how sausage is made? Sausage is like delicious stuff. <laughs> I can think of so few people that don't like sausage. Hmm. Oh, it's already right over I here. I brought it over, bro. Damn, dude. I brought over that Seagram 7 uh, American, American blended style whiskey. whiskey. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that you brought some Canada Dry. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of the Canadians have been coming down to go Christmas shopping. Well, I bet they have. I bet they have. There's a, a pretty decent exchange going on for them these days, isn't there? Yeah. Although we have been up. Not as good as it used to be. No, me. right, yeah. But we have consumer goods instead of just moose products. Right. I think they like to come down and experience, you know. Experience the, the metropolitan the lifestyle spoken. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny, but it's true. I think that's one of the things that, if you're from here, fucks with your head the hardest. Right. Is you're like, this is not a big town. 
but there are tourists here and out of town people there are consistently people in the town that aren't from there yeah clogging traffic up going the wrong way down the one-way streets yeah. which apparently we have a, some kind of like monopoly on <laughs> i just it's like you know i got it in seattle like i would catch myself getting frustrated in certain parts of town that were a little more touristy right. like fucking let's go fucking let's go Lara! and then I'd be like oh Jesus Christ I, you know if they're white they're probably from Germany you know what I mean <laughs> they're just not you know if they, yeah. if they look foreign then I assume they're foreign although that's just a terribly culturally wow. right yeah, yeah I was just gonna say yeah shit. they look foreign they're foreign they're Look foreign. at the way that guy's pants fit. Foreigner. Uh, I can discern a foreigner. Yeah, it was. Well, if any if anyone listening is from Spokane, they know that the streets have been torn up downtown. Oh, jeez. For months. Jeezy Pete's. And I was, <laughs> I've thought, like literally for the last four or five months, like why don't we just change it all right now to two way? Why? What is because the point of that? Because. It, why is it all one way, or why should we change it Why to should we change way? it? Um, I just well, don't see what it solves. Um, it solves a lot of things. It solves people that can't it figure makes, it out? It makes downtown safer for pedestrians. It makes urban areas safer for, for pedestrians. That I, uh, that I because don't you have to, Because you have to be more aware if you're on a two-way street. As a driver? Yes. Uh, okay, so, but as a pedestrian, you've only got to contend with traffic coming from the singular direction. Right, but people slow down if there's cars coming the other direction. Like, it's just, it's been studied. I studied it in school, man. I don't fucking buy that at all. I, it's true. I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I hate it. I hate it that's what so most, much. That's what most of America. I hate it so much. I hate it as much as what they're doing to every good four-lane road in the city. I fucking hate no, but, what they're doing. No, but why do you want, like, three-lane, one-way streets uh-huh. through all of downtown? Okay, so first of all, because it's really efficient for getting either down, or like, it's efficient to get up and down downtown. Right. Right. But it doesn't take that long anyway. Yeah, it doesn't take that long, but it's going to take that much longer when there's just not enough space downtown for these idiots to be in the turn or in the middle lane. Like, that's what I don't get. How are you? Most of the one ways downtown are at least three lanes. So there's three lanes, right? So what are you going to do then? Are you going to restrict parking on one one way each way? And with the center turn. lane. Yeah. And so you're going to glut up that center no, bull no, 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 shit. No, no, no. no, dude, do not. No. That is no. That is. You put a turn lane in. That is the worst possible outcome of all the outcomes. Any one of those road configurations that has. One lane each way with the center lane for turning. No, no, that's. Oh, I hate you didn't, you didn't that let me shit. Finish. Okay. Center lane right. for turning at it at the intersection. Right. But then you can add like two parallel, two or three parallel parking spots going each way. You you like. I'll give them. you I'll give you the diagonal spots no. or the parallels. You can parallel. Let's that. do the diagonals though, because I think it could fit easier. It depends on how wide the lane is. Touche, but. but yes, dude, I would I would be down like a clown for that to add parking and turn lanes. Yeah, they did it on one block. Uh, Where? 
by, oh. made by boots. Right, yeah. But it's still one way there. Right, like, which like doesn't make kind of, any sense. Like that kind of thing, two-way streets, through the court. Like, I'm not saying, like, get rid of division as a one-way. Dude, I just okay. don't get the point of it. It's just <laughs> it's just really not funny, that hard. We're having it's a really just funny not that, to have on a comedy podcast. Right, we're talking about the fucking basic, <laughs> like, civic literacy of a human being. To be like, hey, man, okay, I got to get to this okay. building. But my point was that yes. it was like... The way they had the streets uh-huh. was already kind of like anarchy. People were already going whichever way they wanted to go. So they should have had somebody oh, say... Oh, that was super true. They should have had somebody say, okay, how do people want to go like naturally and just make those streets like that? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, I just do not... There is a reason that we have a government... No. And it is to make these kinds of fuck decisions. That, fuck that shit, man. Fuck, fuck this no. shit where we trust no, these people. Decisions should be made by like what? Yeah. Like, like how people want to do something naturally. It doesn't have to be done by an engineer. You know what? People aren't water. You can't move people like water. Actually, pipes. actually, you can move people <laughs> in pipes. Here's the thing: you put enough pressure in Have you that. See pipe. the matrix? Doom. <laughs> yeah. First of all, that's what Elon Musk wants to do: is build a giant system of pneumatic pipes. That's why I want two-way. You can't have two-way pipes. No, it just doesn't make it's any pipes, sense. Fights the robots. Right. <laughs> Dude, I was. Why? Oh God! It's counterintuitive, but it works. I fucking. I just don't see the problem. Like, a lot of people would see it as socialism, though. What? <laughs> the pipes? No. <laughs> what are Ch- you? Pipes? Ch- Round pipes? Changing the roads to Round two pipes way? is socialism. We're going square pipes. <laughs> square pipes. We want, we want a lot of friction on those corners. We want a lot of, Nothing to move right, we want, smoothly. We want a lot of weird load pressure on the, everything. <laughs> This is just the best podcast. <laughs> this is why we gotta. We, we the holidays are rough for us, though, because we're busy, gentlemen. Yeah. We've got a lot of stuff to I do. We've got a lot of people that want to give me gifts. Right. Invite me to parties. Oh, gosh. So many parties. And the best party still to come, though. Which? Christmas night. Oh, yeah. That's, that is like. I'm really stoked about that one. The burning of the Christmas tree. Yeah, I like to burn the Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a party that's outdoors in the cold. Yeah. Makes people huddle together. Brings, yeah. Brings together the masses. Dude, it's or like... the ones that aren't drunk enough to not give a shit about the cold. Right. But it's like at Barter Fair the last couple of years, the weather's been so nice that everyone can kind of just do their own shit. Right. And it hasn't been as like the first like so this is like my seventh year, the first three or four years I went, like I missed the year where it was twelve degrees. <laughs> where they were like, Hey, uh stay up and buy a fire or you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the year before I started. But the first three, four years I went, it was like thirty five and rainy, slushy, like didn't snow. <laughs> you know what I mean? But was definitely cold as fuck and rainy. Uh, and it's like, if there was a fire and you were cold, you could just go to that fire because everyone was like, hey, man, glad you're here. I want you to live. Yeah. Get on over there. 
Like, you didn't have to talk to anyone. Like as the long good as you old days of the Ice Age, man. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's like this thing. Like, are we happier because of what we have, or are we not Sweet. happier? And, it, and it's like... brings people together. Well, and also, like, uh, not having time to contemplate a horseshit. Right. You know what I mean? I There's a philosopher that has a whole thing about this, and I cannot for the life of me remember who it is. Is it a uh, recent guy? Uh, no, it's not super recent. It's more like in the middle of it all. Like the Middle Ages? Yeah, a little after <laughs> that, though. <laughs> what was that era, you know? It was in the middle of it all, all the ages. It was in the middle yeah. of it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't want to get too far off course, but there's a there's a move there's a call from some scientists to just add 10,000 years to the current date and call this actually 12,016 cool right because that's really more like the era of when human beings as as a distinct I understood what it was okay yeah but I think I like that like yeah clearly we I mean unless you unless you believe in Atlantis and, uh, and Lemuria, perhaps, before that? Yep. Yeah, and I do, actually. But not in a conventional way. It's still, it would still be... It'd be a long time. Yeah. But what I mean is this. <laughs> what I mean when I say that, to get just super far off topic, <laughs> is that... Is that... Let me ask you something. Did Atlantis have one-way streets? Fuck yeah, dude. Tons of them, by the way. It was all... Moved, it was a circle. And they moved everyone in pipes. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had... They all had gills. <laughs> no. No. None of that. Okay, go ahead. No, but here's what I'm saying. We know there have been ice ages. Yeah. Right? And during an ice age, sheets of ice, miles thick, build up. Yeah. Right? And they go... How far down did they go? Like, all the way down no, to, like, California? Miles. Miles no, deep. no, I mean, like, down the the U.S. Like, to, uh, to like, I don't think they made it to, to Oregon. Right to California, but like, yeah, Oregon. Like, middle Oregon or something? Anywhere where the soil is glacial till? Touche. <laughs> right? Now, I'm not saying that there couldn't have been civilizations that were existed, like, in the parts that weren't crushed up by right. glaciers. But... You know, those places have whole other things to think about in terms of the way that their climates and the weather would break things down. But anything that, any civilization that existed before 12,000 years ago, that, like, maybe a long time ago, like, you know, pre, like, the last ice age that was was built, it would have been crushed by layers of ice miles miles thick. thick. So there would be nothing to show for it. So, not to say that there was, but that is a thing to think about. Uh, the other thing that you're missing... Yeah, go on. Is that all that water trapped in that mild thick ice when it melted... Oh, it went somewhere. The coasts weren't where the coasts are today. And they're finding huge settlements. Seriously. No, yeah, I'm, I'm like, being serious. I know you were. That's what I like about you. You're always serious. Ooh. You guys didn't know that about Casey. He's always yep. serious. Even when I'm, when it seems like I'm joking. Nope. He's always doing by it. the rules. <laughs> <laughs> always by the rules. They call him rules they call, strain. They call, uh, my friends last night yeah. came into the bar and they were. Crystal said it was a strickler for the rules, and then they started saying, "Yep, there goes strickler strain." Strickler. Wait. 
Is that really with an R? I don't know. What? Stickler? Stickler. Stickler. <laughs> Stickler. Well, you gotta rhyme it. Yeah. Alliterate it, whatever it is. Yeah, Strickler strain. <laughs> that's so, that's so, that's like, that's cloppy in my mouth. You know what I mean? Stickler. Like, uh... Strickler. Strickler. Yeah, see, now you're getting really close to a, the whole thing I know you don't want to get into. Strickler? It's like BDSM Hitler. Oh. Like if Hitler was a bondage guy, he'd be Strickler. Uh, <laughs> not sure I follow. <laughs> yeah, like if Hitler was like a wrestler in the WWE, okay. he'd be like a he'd be like a BDSM themed uh, okay. bad guy, a heel named Strickler. So, Will Gilman, if you can call 1-800-WILL-WEED-WHISKEY <laughs> yeah. to let me know if that's true. Any other wrestling friends? Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> Did you go to wrestling when you were a kid? Fuck yeah. Were you I taken know. to wrestling? Fuck yeah. yeah. Nice. My brother and I, my other brother and I went to a, several uh, matches at the Coliseum. Yeah. Which, for people who aren't old enough, is what the Spokane Arena used to be. The old Boone Street Barn. Street Barn, yeah. And uh, they would take... Uh, we had guys that would ask us <coughs> about the different wrestlers because they were going to bet each other on them. Mm-hmm. And even then, we were like, you guys know this isn't... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you guys, have you been watching the last couple weeks? Because I can tell you right now what's going to happen. <laughs> we also saw a guy that was drunk fall like off the no it wasn't that high at the coliseum i know but still dude just the concept of someone going (laughs) (laughs) at least at the being they have those nets he was really pissed at hacksaw jim duggan (laughs) i would be too although hacksaw jim duggan's responsible for i think my favorite quote from wrestling of all time which is hogan I can beat you up, tough guy. <laughs> That's it. Just like the yeah. he didn't do his oh after. Oh, I'm sure he did. I forgot about that. Dude, just like I remember practicing throwing a two by four in the air in the backyard <laughs> to see it? if I could get it to size him. I'm oh. trying to catch it with one hand and Ow. I was a kid. <laughs> it just hurt you. It's like, okay, so he's got really big hands. Just hurt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the kind of shit we were allowed to do. I'm not... All I'm saying is... If you are a parent and you want to not be a part of the problem, let your kid go throw a two-by-four in the backyard. Right. And see that it's happening... But just don't have the energy to do anything about it. He's not going to die from it. Right. I mean, he might not. (laughs) No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before you have that kid, enroll in the local community college and take some kind of, like, not introductory unless it has to be, some kind of, like, second class in the series statistics, like, like... Sure. Do something so you can really right. fully understand probability, and because and at, like when you throw a two by four in the air, right? As a child, right? There's a ninety six percent chance that you could die. 
No, I, I would say the opposite way. I would say as a child, when you're throwing a two-by-four in the air, there's a 96% chance you're not even going to get it anywhere near the level of your head. That's what I meant. Yeah, it's just going to go. Yeah. Now, look, there's a chance there's... that you could get right under it. Right. And the wind catches it, and it it's... goes straight up and straight back down onto the not-quite-sealed roof of your head. Right. And you so, die. 96% chance that you won't die. Right. But what people don't understand is that, that the, the odds don't get better if you do, like, 100. Hmm. It's that every time you throw that 2 by 4 there's still a 96% chance. You're fine. Yeah. You're going to be <laughs> yeah. fine. You can't run around living your life. And you're not taking in the variables of that child's right. instinct You to cannot survive. live your life based on this fear of the worst possible outcome. Like, I'm not saying... Walk around blindfolded at night, naked, with all your money in your hand. You know? Like, be intelligent. But, like, as long as you're being intelligent, realize that you you can only do so much. And yeah. to not live your life, right. you, that's letting Al-Qaeda win. And... <laughs> That's letting and, the terrorists win, man. And pain goes a lot further of teaching children lessons than uh, oh. than a parent yeah. telling them they shouldn't do something. You know, I mean, obviously you shouldn't <laughs> let your kid get a hold of that the right. fucking bandsaw. Right. But, yeah. eh, I mean, what are they, nine? They're how, nine, but how okay. Are gonna, how are you going to cut that two-by-four into a length you can handle? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's the magic. There's the magic. I knew we'd get one. I knew we'd get one. Whoo, nanny. The three people that kept listening. We are back at it, guys. We are back at it, crushing it once more. The real question I have is if we're still, you know, is... I guess we'll talk about this off air. We don't want to... Are we still friends? Oh, I don't know knows? about any of that. Were we ever friends? Were we? Uh, basically, I look at you as a guy that there's a lot of upside potential to know. <laughs> Many facets. <laughs> I'm just a politician, right? So I'm just like, well, who's the best like cost to benefit? You know, like who do I get the most out of for the least investment? Clearly, Casey. Oh. Because all you gotta do is like not be a dick, like, aggressively. You'll you're you're pretty tolerant of people that are ignorant of what they're doing, to a degree. Like if you have to yeah. explain it to them, then all of a sudden you can you will grow less tolerant because now you had to act like. Right. But if you can tell they just don't know, yeah. they're just being dumb and ignorant, and it's mostly like just gonna let itself fizzle out. You know what I mean? Even when it doesn't fizzle out, I'll tell them face to face. Like, hey, well, that's what I mean. Like, you'll you'll pull it in for a sec. Right. You're like, hey, take a knee. Let's wrap. Let's wrap. Right. And then and that's you know. Yeah. So like, uh, very few talks. I've had I've had to be taken aside very few times <laughs> in the time I've known you. And and I feel like I've met a ton of cool people. And I drank a bunch of free whiskey at a number of different occasions. <laughs> That's expressly because I knew you. 
Like, I wasn't going to get to go to the bartender's ball this year. That was going to leave me by. Boy, nobody should have drank that much whiskey. Dude! <laughs> and side point, no one should ever make an old-fashioned that sweet. <laughs> True that. Because, you know, of course it was good. It was sweet as fuck. <laughs> like, it was, it was like an old-fashioned candy. Of course it goes down smooth. But yeah. <laughs> Dude. You need the bite on the front end. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the point of drinking a drink like that. Like, and, then, yeah. and this is just a quick aside to all bartenders that are listening. Like, I'm glad that you can all make a banging Old Fashioned or Manhattan. But a part of the, the allure of drinking one of those reclaimed whiskey cocktails... I know they, they're not so reclaimed anymore, right. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Is, is that when you're at a dinner... You know, or like a, a, a function. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to get fucking tanked tanked, but you don't want to drink like a pansy drink either. So you need your adult drink to pace you. Yeah. Like you need there to be some like, some contrast to the flavor that tells your palate something other than, hey bro, pound it! Right. Like your palate needs to go, that is fucking complex. Hold yeah. up. <laughs> Hold yeah. up. Yeah. And, and that is lost to a degree with all this nuance like I love the different bitters and the various bourbons aged in this yeah they're, it's all great right. but you know this is America part of everything is punishing yourself <laughs> okay like I'm not looking for a get out of jail free card I'm looking for the best ride to jail I can get you know, so you like it like, I want to be, I want, like, at this point, you know what I drink? Is, like, Negronis. Yeah. At this point, I drink Negronis. And that's, like, I never thought I would be one of those people. Especially if you're at the bar early. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it can take, it can take you an hour to drink a Negroni or even, like, a Manhattan. It's A proper Manhattan? Yeah. Not on ice. Just, yeah. just a Manhattan. Right. Yeah. Chilled, uh, but not... On yeah. the ro- not rocks. Because you'll sip it forever. Yeah. Because it's rough. <laughs> not like bad rough. Right. But like, dude, even to a degree, this Amaro, the Amaro, yeah. even that is almost cheating. It's like, you know, it was a whole other thing to drink a Negroni when you were drinking shitty sweet vermouth. <laughs> but now when this sweet vermouth is good and like it's all good in there, you're just like, this is... Now I get it, guys. This is a whole other thing. Yeah. So now I have to keep searching for like weird, weird puritanical ways to punish myself as I drink. <laughs> like that's why they started putting mixers in liquor. Was like when everybody talks about prohibition, uh-huh. it's because they didn't have the access to things to make really good liquor. Right. So they had to be like, all right, all right. <laughs> Here's what we gotta do. How do I not make this burn up my insides completely? Right. Well, berry and orange juice. (laughs) Not to say no one had ever put vodka in orange juice, but like... Yeah. Different, different thing. Anyway, we gotta get the plugs. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get back on that uh, one-way, two-way street argument next time. (laughs) (sighs) That's not over. (laughs) It's not over. That is not over. I'm gonna bring some visual aids next time. You know what? Here's the thing. (laughs) We're gonna have a PowerPoint presentation. I'm fine with it being all two-way. Can we get rid of all the lights, too? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just roundabouts. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm in.
all two-way, all roundabouts. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's the most efficient. I agree, and I'm super fine with that. That would be awesome. Okay, perfect. Now, what do you got? <laughs> no, oh, concluded. Because government is not going to run that way. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's... See, you know, everyone wants to talk shit about the three martini lunch, right? But... You know, at a certain point in a three martini you lunch, find something in there. You're you're gonna find a compromise. <laughs> Just gotta dig deep, right, man? Well, that third martini <laughs> in the lunch period of an hour. <sighs> I mean, Ooh. that's a lot of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got? I got so you guys. I'm gonna be at the Spokane Comedy Club this Thursday. I hope this it'll work out. If it doesn't, whatever. Put it up tonight, bro. Thursday, December 15th. That's uh, one to two days away. Um, I'll be in the Dating Game show. Oh. Uh, hosted by Harry Riley. <laughs> it includes myself, Carl Shaw, Sam Vitovich, Mika Laman, and Jay Mitz. We'll all be doing sets. I love that lineup, dude. We'll all be doing sets. And then they're going to blindfold us, and then three contestants... Per will, person? Per person will come up and compete for dates with us. And you're going to go on a date with a person. I'll go on a date. Okay. I was okay. going to propose to everybody to go, that we all go on dates together with, with our... Uh, no. No, no, <laughs> no. 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 This Maybe. is way better. Should I just take them home? <laughs> this is way better. <clears throat> no, I want to like, be there... the winner. Gym. No, I just want to see... The winner gets the date? Right. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, like, it's like the dating game. Did you ever watch the dating game? Right. I thought it was, I didn't know that it was, like, a competition before. I thought it was just, like, hey, here's The Bachelor. No, that's what it is. Right. So, you're going to each do time. Each of the comedians do time. Right. And then and you're going to come back up. We each have three different contestants. Right. I get that. Vying for a date with us. Yes. We'll be blindfolded. Um, but it isn't like only the winner of the comedians gets their date. No. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I get it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm saying right now, I'm going on the date. Why would whether you? that lady likes it or not? Dude, I never understood that shit, dude. Every time I did an auction, I was like, "This is happening." Yeah. You paid for a half an hour, so strap yeah. it. You paid for a half an hour. You're getting an hour 45. Right. I'm bored, and this is a much nicer place to be than where I live, so guess what's happening? I can be charming. Guess what we're doing. Uh, Yeah, so we'll be there at 8 p.m. Thursday, December 15th. Come see the Dating Game Show. Uh, I've got a couple surprise friends that'll be contestants. Uh, And then... It's not me. Uh, or is it? Uh, Man, I think so. that's all I have besides come to come to gify yourself. Come and to gify yourself. Open my comedy every Thursday at 10 p.m. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, Casey underscore strain. The same tag line, whatever you call it, on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Sweet. There's a picture of me with like covered in blood. <laughs> Real blood. Oh, awesome. What were you soul baking or soul cooking or spirit cooking or whatever that shit? Never mind. You don't spirit know. Cooking? Don't worry about it. No. <laughs> um, what you got, Josh? Shit. What do I got? 
Well, this Saturday, December 17th, I'll be at the Blue Door Improv Theater ah. performing with a number of Spokane's finest. Oh, I forgot I'll be there. Will you? I think, yeah. Yeah. I think I told Perfect. them Perfect, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to go on later because I'm also working a catering event that night that goes until when the show starts at Blue Door at 10. And so I'll be there. I'll fill time. Yeah. I'm not the only comic, so <laughs> there will be other... Com- I don't think there will be any problem. I think everything will work out. If you're going to go to that show... Yeah, and you should. Go across the street to the Brown Derby first. Get to the Brown Derby at 9. Yeah. Get a drink. Two, two drinks. drinks. Three. Three. I would have three. Do not go to Rick's Ringside. I mean, yeah. that place is all right, but not yeah. for this. No. This is not the energy you want to bring into the Blue right. Door. Go to the Brown Derby. Yeah. Have a couple beers. Have a couple Beers, they got liquor now. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, well, touche. And I think they have food. Go yeah, there, whatever. Go over there, have a time. Right. Then, across the street. Across, right across the street. Mm-hmm. Literally, though. Yeah. Come to the show at the Blue Yeah, Day. it'll be great. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Other than that, I got something coming up uh, just after the new year. That I don't remember all the details about, but it's not in Spokane. Mm. So, as much oh, as... Shit. What? Good. Yeah? I remembered another show I had. Oh, well, why don't you just go ahead, <laughs> Casey? I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> On Friday the 16th at uh, Baby Bar Nido Burrito. Sure. Uh, there will be bands, mm-hmm. especially heavy... I believe it's called Heavy Pedal. Mm-hmm. Uh, led by my friend Travis Goulding, who runs the open mic at... Gino's, I'll be emceeing that show. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. It'll be a fun time. You should come out. Interesting. It'll be free. Well. So there you go. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. And then, uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, every Tuesday we have stand-up showdown at the Observatory. Uh, keep your eyes open on the Observatory's Facebook. In the next little bit, we're gonna be doing some some one-off concept shows trying to get a feel for what spokane likes there you go you know we got some concepts in the bag that we want to get moved through to audition so to speak little comedy foreplay yeah 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 we want to see how you guys like them and then if they we can get a response or if you know we hear good feedback you know then we'll see what happens but um that doesn't mean that stand-up showdown won't be happening every tuesday but it will be. <laughs> so, sign starts at 7.30 and the show starts around 8, 8.15. And then, oh, the only news on that is starting in 2017, we're going we're to do at least one week a month in the front part of the bar. Cool. Because I've given everybody enough fucking time without ramming it down their throat to see if they like it that we're going to start... Just being like, hey guys, it's a bar. You're going to like this. Sometimes things happen in a bar. (laughs) You know, it's not a library. If you were looking for a bar called the library, it's on the South Hill, right by the freeway. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's where the library lounge is. (laughs) Now you know where to go. Now you know where to go. (laughs) All right, perfect, great. Um, Find me on all social media platforms at shimshammy, S-H-I-M-S-H-A-M-M-I-E. And 
I have Josh Chiefward on a lot of them, so give it a try. Who knows? <laughs> uh, if you have questions, comments, or concerns yes. about the podcast, hit us up at weedandwhiskeyspokane at gmail.com or weedandwhiskey1 on Twitter. That's our thing. And that's just because, you know, I assume by now at Weed and Whiskey is the record label from Tennessee or whatever, or Kentucky. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, I mean, like, we love whoever takes the time to listen to our show, but the deal we made with each other from the beginning was that this is a hobby. (laughs) For the time being. Well, I mean, yeah, look, I mean, if I can do what my parents told me to and simultaneously get a job and go back to school, (laughs) then maybe this will turn into more than a hobby. Maybe. Right, but until then, <laughs> until then, until then, this is just a hobby. I mean, the account that's hooked up to the donate button doesn't even work. So, <laughs> not that anyone has donated, nor do you need to. But yeah. you know, should you feel the need, let us know. Yeah, email us first. Right at Weed and Whiskey Spokane at gmail dot com. Yeah, and other than that. Uh, go enjoy your hobbies. Yeah, go do you do you, boo boo. <laughs> and I'm gonna do me. And if there <laughs> were any weird continuity things in this podcast, it's because a number of different alarms and phone calls occurred. Phone calls happened. And we just don't have the editing suite that we used to. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other conversation. I don't need to apologize. I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Guys, go throw a two by four in the air. Yeah, fucking hey, man, we smoked Royal Kush, or I did. It was great. It's the best. If you want some Royal Kush, go to Satori. Ask for Conscious Family Farms, and it'll it's do, it'll do it's twenty dollars right. an eighth for some fucking incredibly good outdoor weed. Uh, and if you are from this side of the state, you know that. East Side Outdoor is actually good, whereas West Side Outdoor can largely go screw itself. <laughs> We're a professional radio podcast yeah. establishment on the Weed and Whiskey Just, Podcast disclaimer. Network. <laughs> Any and all reproduction, repurposing, and rebroadcast of this uh, podcast or no. Blair. People's names were removed to protect the innocent. I'll, they all redacted, redacted, redacted. <laughs>